0: Have you ever dreaded answering the phone when it rings because you know it's just going to be another one of those really bad sales calls? Well, it happens to me and I hate it. And it's something that I actually train people to do better. But today, the conversation is my pivotal conversation. And it's about when I answered one of those calls and how it became a transformative, pivotal moment. You may, at the end of listening to the show, just consider that when that phone rings again, it could be an opportunity waiting to happen. We're going to be making conversations about cold calling count. What's new, Wendy Wu? Well, the website for you to find all things relating to the show should be live. It's not finished. It's not perfect. It's going to be a work in progress. But you can go and check out all the episodes and we're going to be putting all of the guests resources and offers into one place for you so that you can really get the benefit of all the people involved in the show. So you'll need to go to makingconversationscount.com to check that out. Don't forget to be subscribing though on the dot studio forward slash podcast. But all the links are on the main website anyway. This is the episode that you've all been waiting for. It's the story behind the show and why it's so important to me, your host Wendy Harris. A big thanks to Nat Schooler for returning. As my guest host. It's over to you, Nat.
1: Well, I've been very privileged today to actually be invited to host Wendy Harris's podcast show. And that's quite exciting, really, purely because I'm really impressed with what you've been doing. And I think you've been doing extremely well. And uh, it was lovely to be interviewed by you. What was it? A couple months back, I suppose. Yeah. And I really appreciate you inviting me to ask you a few questions.
0: I'm just so happy that you were up for the gig, Nat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Making conversations count, Wendy. How did you actually get into making conversations count?
0: Oh, goodness. Well, without giving you my life history... I needed to leave home at the tender age of 17. And whilst I'd gotten into sixth form to study A-levels, I decided to apply for a job so that I could actually afford to leave home. The job that I applied for said over 21s only. And I wrote a cover letter with my CV saying, I know that you've asked for over 21s only, but I've had quite a lot of work experience working on the market stalls and working in a pub waitressing and silver service waitressing, that I think you'll find that I've got an older head on my shoulder and I would quite appreciate just the interview experience. I just wanted that. The half an hour interview kind of went for an hour and 10 minutes. I was there with actually a raging cold and a box of tissues. So God only knows what impression I must have left them. But I was offered the job and we did six weeks intensive training. And within the first 12 months of working there, I was looking after national accounts, looking after my own area. I'd got manager's rights on the system so I could discount wherever I wanted. And I just loved helping people. And I've just done that then
1: throughout. That was in a sales environment, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, telesales account management. And from there, I went on to do field sales. I've done recruitment. I've worked in IT. I've worked in telecoms, a solution selling really. But I think where I've been successful is I've been quite social about my approach. So they're very jargon filled industries. And I'm just kind of like, Come on, let's see how we can solve this problem so that you understand what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, I totally dislike all of this jargon. The acronyms are just ridiculous. I mean,
0: I can't even spell it, let alone say it.
1: (laughs) Well, a lot of these people use acronyms because they love to just think of themselves as important. And actually, they're not important, a lot of these people, but they like to think they are and they behave like they are. It's really quite sad, actually, that they carry on using these TLAs.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Three-letter
0: acronyms, Wendy. Oh, yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, see. <laughs> don't do it, you see? I just don't do it. I mean, but the only one I use is TTFN. Ta-ta for now. I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that there are a lot of people out there that have been sold to and missold sold misrepresented, gotten themselves tied into all sorts of contracts and deals that if they sound too good to be true, they are too good to be true. But it's got to be about honesty, integrity. And one thing that my dad always used to say to me, you know, when I worked in the bank in Litchfield, he says, you don't do it on your own doorstep. And he told me this for years and he was absolutely right. The personal account managers, there's an, an acronym, we were called Pam. They were all people that were coming in and I was targeted to sell loans and house insurance and stuff like that. And the sort of checklists that they did, you know, to check your money in and out and affordability was stacked so that they were always going to get given the loan, even if they couldn't afford to repay it. And I was going to people, you were coming in for a loan and I was going, don't do it. Don't take that much. You won't be able to do it and then you'll be in trouble. I was never hitting target because I was giving the right advice. And of course, then we had like the PPI insurance claim back. And I was kind of like, saw that one coming. <laughs> I can't see people being taken advantage of. Just doesn't sit well.
1: Yeah, it's very, very important. So conversation must be really important then to help your clients.
0: It's the start of every good idea, isn't it? And I think I say this in, on my LinkedIn profile. Even if that conversation's in your head, That idea has to go somewhere. And by sharing that with somebody else and somebody else, it's like the domino effect that can help you on that journey to ultimately where you want to be, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. You know, if I don't know somebody that can help, I certainly know somebody who will know somebody. You know, it's not just about me being able to help, but to feel that I can help in any way, shape or form is kind of what gives me rosy cheeks.
1: Right, so it's a feel good factor.
0: Yeah, and I like to think that, you know, like my dad was saying, don't do it on your own doorstep, that I've had clients, long-standing clients that came to my wedding and we could go down the pub and we could have a chat. And I know that lots of people say, oh, you know, you don't need your clients to love you. They've just got to trust you. Actually, I want to be loved as well. I want to love them. Because if I don't love them, how can I really, truly help them? Because it's that underlying belief in them. And I say to everybody that works with me, yeah, you get me for 90 minutes and 30 minutes accountability, or you get me for six weeks, but you get me forever. Because I don't say you can't ever pick up the phone and ask a question. It's kind of like a lifetime membership, but we don't have a forum on Facebook where we do it. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be like that
1: yeah it's nice when you enjoy working with people it just makes life really enjoyable doesn't it
0: it's not work and i can tell now look listeners can't see but you can vouch for me i'm as pink as my branding right now because i'm talking about my passion and that's how i get you know i get truly invested in people doing well just want them to do well
1: It's a good purpose to align with, right? Because you're putting out this content, which in essence can change someone's life, right? For free, you're giving it away. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do just because that's your purpose, yeah?
0: Yeah, I mean, I see sort of value triangles everywhere and there's one that I really dislike and that is people, pain and promise. Now, to me, you're putting two negatives against people why would that work? Right. For me, it's people, passion and promotion. If you've got the passion and you're that person, then you're going to promote yourself without even realizing that you're promoting yourself. You know, you're going to attract the right kind of people. You're going to talk to the right kind of people. And it kind of comes down to why the show was created. Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of Making Conversations Count. Just before I reveal my own pivotal moment, I wanted to let you know I'm offering a £50 discount on my very popular and successful one-to-one power-ups. Go to makingconversationscount.com forward slash power-up offer to claim it. my pivotal conversation comes from something happening to me that I normally do to other people. And that is that the phone rang on my desk. I've had a lifetime of ringing people and, you know, looking to explore possibilities of working together for clients and, and for myself. And I think I worked it out. i have done like over a million calls in my career so far. And that's conservative, I think. So it's about time I share that with other people, how to make those conversations count. And the one day I was sat and it was just kind of, Straight after the new year break, you know, those couple of dead days where it's like a Thursday and Friday and nobody's really back to work till the Monday. And I was sat in the office, they'd gone back to school and work. So I came up and I thought, right, I'm going to do my accounts and stuff. I'm going to start the year and I'm going to make sure that I'm up to date with my admin. And I was just sat and I was just getting on with it. And the phone rang and I answered it. And I didn't recognize the number. And the person just said, hello, uh, is that Wendy? And I said, yes, it is. And they they introduced themselves and they said, I hope you don't mind, but we're running some research and we'd really appreciate your opinion on something if you'd be happy to share a few minutes on it. And it's linked with a product that you've already purchased. And I was like, okay. And she was just lovely. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, I don't mind at all. And I just thought, This is how I would approach somebody to get their time. And from that conversation, she asked me a bunch of questions and said, that's great. And she was really enthusiastic and she sounded really quite excited about what I'd said. I don't even remember what I said now. And she said, if I've got any more questions, can I come back to you? And I went, yeah, of course you can. So she'd left it open for herself. And lo and behold, about an hour and a half later, she did call back and ask me a few more questions. And then she said, thank you. I'll be in touch. And it was at that point I was like, in touch for what? And she went, I can't tell you just right now, but I'm going to just go and see somebody. And I think there's going to be an exciting opportunity for you. (laughs) By then she got me intrigued. I was like, well, what is all this about? I thought I was just doing some research and helping out. And you were so nice. It was how I want people to be when I ring, you know. And she rang me back and she said, we'd like to put you forward to be one of the businesses that AXA insurance are going to be selecting to represent their brand in 2019. And I was like, wow, really? And she was like, yeah, there's three businesses. And if you were in agreement, you'll be one of those businesses to to represent the brand. I was absolutely blown away because AXA insurance pick me, right? I work out my log cabin. In the garden, I'm kind of like a nobody. That was my mindset, right? And lo and behold, what happened then, a few weeks later, two big London agency crews with their cameras and everything came, emptied my office. It was minus three and did a photo shoot. And the evidence of that is actually my LinkedIn banner now. You know, on social media, I use one of their photographs and it's me out walking the two dogs and I'm on the phone because, you know, I can take my phone and do business kind of anywhere. So that was interesting. And it got me thinking because the two London agencies were saying, Wendy, what you do is really important. How you help people is really important. You could mop up the capital if you just come down to London. And I was like, I don't want to come to London. (laughs) I'm quite happy in my little, you know, Staffordshire village, working from home, helping these people from here. And who guessed, right, that I wouldn't be able to go anywhere anyway, you know, a little bit later. But that confidence grew as they were shouting about my business on their social platforms. As I could say, I am the face of their public indemnity insurance on their website. As they invite me then to do two articles on networking, And things like that that I've been able to add to my LinkedIn status. It was kind of like somebody else going, "Wendy, it's it's okay. You're good at what you do. You can shout about these things. It's important for you to be able to do this." And I kind of went on and went, "What can I do with this?" And it it just boosted my content, the context of how I was talking to people online, how I was talking to businesses how I was able to then go, do you know what? I shouldn't be charging the fees of like on Fiverr. I hadn't realized I'd been stuck for 10 years charging the same thing. And I just went, right, okay. New website, new courses, new branding, you name it. It gave me all of that confidence. And then people were going, Wendy, you should really do a podcast. And I was like, I don't know what to talk about. I mean, I can talk, everybody, you know, you probably guessed that by now, but what would I talk about? And then it hit me over a glass of wine over a weekend. Everybody has a story to share and everybody has had that moment where they were thinking, goodness, what's next? For context, when they rang me, I was thousands of pounds in debt and I had 28p in my purse. I didn't know where the next client was coming from. Basically, I'd put myself on the mental health first aider training course to help me and my clients, because when clients come to me, they're investing personally. It's their money. It's not the business's money. It's their money. It's what they've worked hard for. And if it doesn't pay off, that's down to me. That's on my conscience. So it was a powerful powerful conversation that couldn't have come to rescue me at a better time
1: wonderful it's amazing how you look back at that point and you you can see that that was a real turning point for your business it's amazing but at the time you're sort of like well what's this for and and, and it reminds you that you almost need to just accept it and take the opportunity because a lot of people would have said no to that and they would have missed all of that publicity.
0: Yeah. I mean, what was really freaky was that my sister works at Clear Channel. So she does all the billboards and stuff. And I had to ring her and say, if you happen to see your sister's face on one of the billboards around the Capitol, right, don't be shocked. I'm telling you so that you're prepared. And she was like, That's awesome. It happened to be somebody in her team that looked after their ad campaign for whatever reason. And it was just like, how did you manage that? And I was like, I didn't. It came and found me. And I think you're right in that. You know, some people would just say, "Nah, I haven't got time for that. What did it take me? A 10 minute conversation, just being nice because somebody was being nice to me and talking to me in the way that I would want and expect to be spoken to as a stranger, yeah, I mean, there we are. We now have great people like yourself sharing their stories. And it's kind of like, yeah, we've been making something of something now, but by heck we've had to go through a right load of stuff to get there. And in those failing moments and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going, it's by having those conversations with other people that have encouraged us and gone, (gasps) I can do it sharing those stories with people. Now that's really important to me because how many people are out there now that are going, I'm in that position. If I don't do it, all is lost, you know.
1: I'm just nodding away because I'm writing a book at the moment and, and this is just so relevant to that book. Yeah. Because it's like, Without that struggle, without that kind of faith that you're going to succeed, because if you lose that faith that you're going to actually come out the other side, that's when the problem really happens. That's when you can just sit there and go, well, I may as well just give up and I'm just going to go on unemployment or I'm going to go and get a job driving a van or, or you know, whatever that job may be that you really don't want.
0: It's mindless job well that yeah but that
1: the problem is is that if you're surrounded by people that don't believe in you then a lot of people will just listen to those people and that's the biggest mistake that i think people can make you know it is to just listen to people that have never done things themselves they don't believe things are possible they just like accept someone's advice when they've never done it themselves it's like well That's one of the biggest issues that I've got with society is listening to just idiots tell you things when they've got no idea. And the reason they do it, and I've understood this now because I've spent a lot of time unravelling all of these things, and the reason they do it is that they don't want to see you in pain. So they don't want to see you suffer. That's what's stopping you from being encouraged by your friends and family.
0: There's a point, I think, as well, where... In the past, I know there have been opportunities and I've passed them up. Personal circumstances, family, self-belief even. But the point is that I've recognized afterwards the regret of not taking that opportunity. So you'll go, oh, I could do that. I could do that. No, uh, that's going to scare the pants off me. So I've not done it. Whereas. Now, I recognise that feeling and I can go, oh, come on then, let's do it anyway. Because what could be worse? Going, I wished I'd have done that. I don't want to be the one that says, I wish I should have, could have.
1: Yeah, me too. I was literally just listening to someone today on a video. He was standing up in front of a, a class of students who were graduating. And he was basically saying, when you get to heaven or wherever it is you go imagine just being visited by all of the different versions of yourself that have taken those opportunities and imagine them being upset with you and telling you that they were disappointed that you didn't take it like that's why like my mission is similar to yours to just empower people to just get going and, and just get on with it and you know it's not easy right but if it was easy everyone would do it That's the point.
0: Oh, that's a good saying. I say that a lot. It's true. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) It's like the other saying is, you never know where a conversation will lead. And that's what stops a lot of people from actually starting conversations with strangers is because they preempt, they overthink it. They start to have the conversation themselves from a negative mindset. Be open because, you know, you just never know. And that's kind of my pivotal moment, really, is from a conversation that I just thought was helping somebody fill in a 10 minute survey.
1: Brilliant. You know, you can say yes to everything that comes along. Right. And like that's been my biggest mistake in the past is to turn around and say anything that comes, I'll say yes to. Right. As someone who works for themselves you end up just giving all your time away to people that basically just want to take more of your time for free, right? And that's like the biggest mistake that that I see people make is just not knowing what to say no to, right? I've been invited to do all sorts of things, but actually, if it's only a win on their side, right? They ask, they say, oh, can we have a coffee? Or can I pick your brains is the standard line.
0: I need to ask you a favour, Nat.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, no! but it, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people no, pick your brains. Yeah? yeah. The moment you hear the words, pick your brains. Yeah. You should automatically think, oh dear, this is going to cost me a thousand quid. I could earn a thousand quid in this one hour instead of talking with you and you're going to pick my brains and you'll never tell anyone how you, how I helped you. You'll never tell anyone anything positive about me, but you're gonna take all my information that I've worked on for the last 20 years of my life for free, right? So I've got this great answer now, and I say to people, so um, is it a quick question that you have, or would you like to become a client? That's it, it's a very simple yes or no. If they say it's a quick question, I I say, oh great, no problem, send me the question. And then I I will write a blog about the question, and I might even send them the blog, depending upon how many people ask me that same question, right? And that just makes life so much easier because you've got these resources. It's like so simple.
0: We do have to protect ourselves because ultimately there is only us, isn't there, responsible and in control of us. That's a good point. Yeah, but Wendy, that's why you wrote this book, right? Yeah, I mean, I wrote the book because... I felt that there were a lot of people out there that perhaps would not have the resources to pay for a power-up session, a one-to-one session with me. So my clients say that they get an awful lot out of the one-to-one because I'm interactive and I get really involved with their business, right? So I will be able to give them specific drilled down messaging to use, but in the book, it was kind of like everything that I do for all my clients, the framework, and it's there for people to go and do it on their own. And if it's a tenner on Amazon, right, what have they lost? A tenner. You can't even go to the pub and have a couple of pints now, get the minute, can you? It's the starting point. It's kind of look, listen to the show, listen to the value I want you to have in me inviting guests to share their stories. Listen to, you know, go read the book and you'll get an understanding of how I approach business and how I talk. And I have had close friends and family say, Wendy, you have become an earworm when I'm reading your book, which I do feel sorry for them. <laughs> but I've had some great feedback from it being a great starting point. And that if that means that then they'll come to me, great. But if it means that they've started their journey and they can do it for themselves, Bob's your uncle. My job was done by just creating the book.
1: It's the feel-good factor of actually just delivering something really amazing that helps someone, right? And that's your purpose in your business and your life, right?
0: Yeah. Simple as, you know, if you can't be helpful, don't turn up.
1: Well, Wendy, I think... It's the perfect place to end. Nah. It's been wonderful. You can come
0: and guest host for me anytime. (laughs) (laughs) As
1: long as you don't pick my brains, we'll be good.
0: (laughs) It's just a quick question.
1: The thing is, I think it's also very important to make time to give to people. If you see that people, you know, will really benefit from that. I think there's an important distinction to be made from people who are takers and people who will just really appreciate the help that you've given them. And I think that's really important to kind of end on as well, you know, and you're obviously someone who I'll be very happy to do that for.
0: You are an absolute diamond, Nat. Thank you so much for stepping in my shoes today. I hope you enjoyed yourself.
1: Thank you. I really did. And there'll be some links somewhere or other, I'm sure. If people want to check out my site, it's just uh, natschooler.com. I've got loads of links to all sorts of things on there. So that's the best place.
0: I'll make sure that we pop them in the show notes as always from this episode. There will also be a new website launching soon with an online do it yourself in your own time video course. So that will be coming soon. And the links to that will be all the W's making conversations count.com. But if you want to subscribe to the show, you've got to replace the dot com with studio forward slash podcast. Until next time, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again, Nat. Magic. I hope you enjoyed my story of how Making Conversations Count came to be. As you might have heard, we talked about my book and my reasons for creating it. You can get your copy at Making Conversations Count. Dot com forward slash how to sell over the food on the next episode of Making Conversations Count.
1: I've experienced firsthand the downside of not niching, which is basically traction, you know, how quickly you move into a very noisy market.